When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Interesting number and projection put out by College Football News for Nebraska 2024. We'll get to that. We'll hear from Fred Hoiberg. We check in with Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity and Hernan Sports. Find him on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, how's it going? Uh, thanks for a few minutes today. Busy weekend of basketball. What's going on? Yeah, it's uh, Certainly busy weekend here. Um, glad that we were able to get through the weather yesterday and still play some basketball locally. And hopefully we won't have to deal with any more squalls or <laughs> sub-zero temperatures beyond the next day or two. And we'll be able to kind of play everything else as scheduled in college and high school ranks. You know, you, you, you live in Nebraska, Jacob. Don't, give your, don't get your hopes Did up. you get caught in the squall? So I was planning to go out to Elkhorn at Ashram Greenwood, mm-hmm. um, and that got moved up to a 6 p.m. start time for the varsity. Um, and basically, I would have had to leave right in the middle of when all that was going on to get there. So I pivoted and went out to prep at Gretna instead. Um, so I, I, I waited until the, the, the snow kind of died down and just had to deal with the wind. And it wasn't too bad later, later on in the day. That's a good answer. Uh, the pivot. I, I like it. I want to get your take on, on Nebraska and Northwestern tomorrow. Also, Creighton and um, uh, the uh, Seton Hall Pirates. We'll start with the Big Red. Uh, good news is Gary's day-to-day. They're not going to have him tomorrow. Uh, another gut punch for Nebraska basketball fans with a double-digit lead twice against Rutgers, and they just got out-toughed. There's a little edge in Fred's voice today. Totally understand uh, with the, the fact that right now you got to be kind of questioning your confidence a little bit a week after you torched number one. So important game against Northwestern tomorrow, and they've done well more times than not at PBA. They've come in and, and stole some wins. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that Fred <laughs> Hoiberg is over against Northwestern since, since coming to Lincoln. So. That's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a rough one. It, it seems last year, obviously, they kind of uh, were one of the surprise teams in the conference and made a great run. But previous to that, it seemed like that was like, all right, this is a game that Nebraska could win, and they just never did. And uh, that's hopefully that's not the case for, for them because they need a kind of big pick-me-up win after the this recent road trip where you had a chance for the uh, the – that went against Rutgers and then kind of let it slip away. Um, and Iowa's also not necessarily a top top half Big Ten team. That That's a place where maybe you get a chance to, to win, like if you're going to get a road win. So kind of letting those two slip away, you're probably not feeling great about yourself, especially now you've got the Juwan Gary injury on top of that, one that was pretty scary when it initially happened. And I'm sure that was – uh, kind of on the, the players' minds in the game uh, as they tried to close that one out. So big one coming up uh, here against Northwestern. Alumni weekend, going to have uh, 
I'm sure a really good crowd there. A lot, a lot of former players and uh, members of the program coming back. So, yeah, it, it's a big one. And Nebraska's got to find a way to um, succeed without Juwan Gary in the lineup. Fortunately, they've had to do that already this season. Uh, at the start of the year, they, they've had plenty of uh, 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 plenty of games, I guess, kind of playing without him in the rotation and figuring out, all right, playing Josiah Alec and Rink Mass together and then splitting them and then going a little bit smaller with Bryce at the four, with, with uh, C.J. Wiltshire at the four, and kind of experimenting that way. So they're not completely unprepared to play without Gary but you'd like to have one of your best players in, in a game that you really need to, to win to kind of get back on track. Jacob, is this a game tomorrow where, you know, if, if you slow down Boo Boo, you slow down Northwestern, or, or what's the task for Nebraska in order to get the win tomorrow? Yeah, it, it obviously starts there. Um, averaging over 18 points a game um, and five assists. So he's, he's the engine of their offense they've got four guys averaging double figures actually so it's not like oh he's the only guy that you got to shut down you can't can't get ty berry get loose uh from the three-point line uh brooks barnheiser has um kind of made a leap this year uh and it's their second leading score now so they've got some other guys that can hurt you so it can't be all right just sell out to, to stop boo booey especially because he is a good playmaker and can get those guys easy looks uh if you really um focus too much on taking him out of it but it, it certainly starts there and uh that that'll be a big game for i'm assuming jamarcus lawrence gets that first crack at, at that matchup um and he's a guy that's kind of been struggling a little bit recently the minutes have gone down um he, he's got to show that like show his coach like hey you need me on the court today like in what he's bringing on both ends of the floor so i think that's definitely going to be a huge key because you take him off and it's a sam hoiberg game and uh, we saw what, what Sam did defending Jameer Young last year uh, with Maryland. Uh, so certainly not a bad option to have, but ho- hopefully Nebraska can get off to a good start there and um, c- can kind of keep Bowie in check there. Jacob, if you're putting your coaching hat on, how do you keep Bowie in check? Do you send double teams at him? Do you have to play him straight up because of that playmaking and that passing? How do you defensively set up to, to slow down Boo Booey? Yeah, it'll be – I mean – Nebraska at this point kind of seems like they, they, they play their defense mm. and we haven't seen a whole lot of adjustments necessarily. And sometimes they play it better than others. Like, I don't know that they play the, their approach was dramatically different from Purdue to Iowa. Um, obviously they didn't have quite the, the post presence, but just kind of the way they fly around and um, uh, kind of du- double team the ball and, and a lot of that stuff, like that was still there. They just executed it much more poorly. So I think we'll see a lot of that. They'll, they'll um, maybe maybe they'll be a little bit more aggressive with, with the ball screens there and try to get it out of his hands and then scramble out of that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see something like that. But I, I think for the most part, Nebraska is gonna gonna play their defense, gonna play what they've been practicing all season long, and then hope that the guys are locked in enough to uh, not have kind of the breakdowns and the lapses that that we saw against Iowa. Jacob, a bounce back tomorrow for the Jays. Their road swing continues uh, now at Seton Hall. Tough one against UConn. Yeah, and so it's interesting. Obviously, the St. John's uh, it was third in the country in offensive rebounding percentage season long heading into the, the game, and Creighton did a great job. They basically battled on almost to a draw in that area, and then and they were able to get the win. Then you go to UConn, another great offensive rebounding team, and they got smacked on the glass there. And 
lost by 14 in second chance points, lost by 14 on the scoreboard. Ended up being the biggest difference in the game there uh, because Creighton defended well enough to, to win that game. They defended UConn as well as anybody has all season long. Um, but you give up second chance opportunities, then eventually the ball is going to go in. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they bounce back. So you've got one good game, one bad game back-to-back of really physical rebounding teams. And that's exactly what Seton Hall is. Uh, since the start of conference play, they're leading the conference in offensive rebounding. So we're going to have to see if those guys are ready to go, if they learned um, from kind of what happened to them at UConn. They're, they stayed out on the out east there. They didn't come home between games. So um, a, lot, a lot of time out there, I'm sure, spend on uh, film study and kind of reflecting on what exactly went wrong there in stores. So th- they're going to be challenged physically. Seton Hall's a good team, obviously, Tied for, for first in the conference. They do have that win over UConn. Kadari Richmond's made a huge leap there as kind of an all-round playmaker, big point guard type. Um, so it's going to be a tough task, and it's they're going to challenge Creighton in a lot of the same ways that UConn did. So can they learn from that? Can they show improvement from one game to the next, or are the same things going to give them problems? Jacob, let's go to the weekend uh, of high school action, and what's on your slate? <laughs> busy week uh i think tonight i'm gonna head over to central against papio south see bryson ball play i've only seen a couple of games of him so far this season um so that'll be later tonight but th- this weekend the uh kind of nebraska preps classic uh tom Creebill's deal uh is happening at Sokol arena they've got four games tonight to start it and then a full slate of games tomorrow um, I've obviously got Creighton coverage earlier in the day, so I won't be able to be there all day, but I'm going to try to sneak over there for Norris against Sioux City Heelan on the boys' side. That's around 4 o'clock. Um, Norris off to a great start here in Class B, um, and uh, Heelan is actually coached by former Fremont standout uh, Matt Hahn there, and he's mm-hmm. done a great job with them. They've got a kid, uh, Matthew Knoll, committed to Wayne State, uh, so D D2 player there, a uh, big kid, can really play, so... Be a fun matchup there. And then they've got some really good girls matchups after that. Uh, Millard West is taking on a Johnston team from Iowa that I believe only has one loss on the season. And then Britt Prince and Elkhorn North is taking on another top five Class A team. And that, they obviously beat WS earlier in the year, and now they're taking on Millard North uh, in, in kind of one of the showcase games of that event. So th- that's kind of where I'll be. I'm probably going to dip out before that uh, Millard North uh, uh, uh Elkhorn North game because the Packers happen to be playing tomorrow night. That's uh, it's where we're yeah. going next. Is is yeah. how how you are you taking the nine nine and a half? Yeah. You think the the Pack cover that? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, sure. We'll, we'll take the cover. <laughs> I, I I don't have confidence in Jacob's them being going able to the book. To stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have confidence in them being able to stop the Niners enough to actually win the game. But uh, the way that Jordan Love has been playing with those receivers. It's just been so much fun to watch, and Matt LaFleur has absolutely been cooking recently. So I think they'll have a chance to, to be competitive in this game, more so than they have been in previous matchups with uh, the, the 49ers. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going in expecting to win, but hopefully it'll be a, a fun game for sure. Yeah, Jacob, the, the 49ers have kind of been the Packers' boogeyman over the past five seasons, six seasons, but do you believe in the law of averages? The law of averages would let you believe that they're due. Uh. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that really applies because of <laughs> how much change there is and just how good they are. That, that's the thing. Like, it was, I was actually uh, talking to my brother about this the other day. Is 
so Ralston, not, not, not the uh, not the best, not the uh, the winningest program right now. They're in the same conference as Omaha Scut, and uh, in district play, they often ended up matching up against Scut uh, early on there. And so, like the, the coach's message every year was, uh, it's really hard to beat a team three times in a row or four times or however many times they matched up there. And uh, it, if the teams are evenly matched, that's true. If there's a the difference between the, the the two, like significant ones, then maybe not so much. So I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the uh, oh yeah that they're due, but I do think this is a different Green Bay team than we've seen go up against uh, San Francisco in the past. Jacob will be checking in with you on Twitter and uh, with her at Sports. Uh, Jacob Badilla with Hale Varsity at uh, Jacob Badilla underscore. Have a great weekend, man, and, and thanks for jumping on with us. Go Paco. There he is. The I love the uh, the old Lou Lou Brown theory from Major League. The manager from Major League. Give me Vaughn. What against the Yankees? The kids do. <laughs> well, to, to go maybe this this run we're seeing late in the season from the pack. Maybe they they got like a a poster board of Aaron Rodgers and they're slowly. No, <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> Bad visual. All right, we'll uh, dive back in a little football. Some Fred Hoiberg. Hale Varsity continues, powered by Cornhead Lager.